Before my eyelids crack open, I know I've traveled again. The oppressive, terrifying certainty that I no longer exist is a dead giveaway. The familiarity of the sensation does nothing to dull the roaring panic as sweat rolls off me and a scream begs to erupt from my heaving chest. Breathe, Althea. You still exist. My heart rate slows as it responds to the calming voice of reason in my head. It sounds like me, only prettier and definitely calmer. At least part of my brain possesses some clarity. It's early morning. It always is. The sound of movement on the floor below forces my fists to unclench, releasing the garish orange comforter wrinkled inside them. Last night I fell asleep at the Hammond's house, where the bedding is green and spring is creeping toward an end. I never get used to starting over like this, but as my travels grow more frequent, a kind of numbness settles in as my feet find their way out from under the heavy down and settle into the slippers beside the bed. As if I never left. I shuffle across the thick brown carpet and kneel on the padded window seat to peer outside. The trees are bright splotches against the vivid blue sky, some crimson, others a sunny yellow, with a few fiery oranges scattered about. Their bold colors verify my suspicions. It's autumn now. My breath fogs up the glass, obscuring the view. Despite my best efforts, water wells up in my eyes. This is still Earth, I remind myself. The only world I've ever known. It just looks different than it did yesterday. Spring was short for me this time. A mere three or four weeks. I haven't been yanked out of a season that fast in years. Even without control over my season hops, part of me never gives up hope that someday it will stop that I will stay in one place, find a way to fit in. It's no use, though. The years have taught me that hope is a worthless dream. I gnaw on my fingertips and assemble the facts of this life in my mind. Autumn means Connecticut, and that means the Morgans. Althea Morgan. That's the autumn me. The name rolls around in my head a few times in an attempt to make it stick. It usually takes a few days before it does. Thea, darling, come and get some breakfast. Opening block starts in less than an hour. A sigh begins deep inside and burples up until it spills out in a heavy whoosh. Mr. Morgan doesn't need to inform me what time I'm required to be settled at my desk, ready to listen to fruitless lectures. It hasn't changed in ten years. Not ready to face the breakfast scene, I head for the shower instead, still chanting my name under my breath. The cleansing room contains a frilly robe, some makeup I'll hardly wear, a toothbrush, and some fluffy orange towels. All items that belong to me, but aren't mine. Without needing to check, I know similar provisions hang in the closet and are stuffed in the dark oak furniture. In my worst moments, I want to rip everything to shreds. On traveling days, it's hard to summon the energy. Under the stream of hot water, the scent of jasmine fills my nose. 
All my showers and all my houses are stocked with the same homemade shampoo. I asked my winter mother why she made it for me one time and earned a strange look, but no answer. The fragrance clings to me whether I wash my hair or not and is one of the most constant things in my life, though I've never smelled the flower itself. It only blooms in the summer, the one season I've never seen. I press my forehead against the cold white tile and try to stop shivering. The struggle to shake off the traveling knocks me to my knees on the slippery floor. Nagging fear that the shower is imagined, that the orange comforter and the autumn leaves are part of a dream, chokes off my air supply. I'm sure I'm truly gone this time, hidden forever in the black emptiness between seasons.